0: What sort of writing is short, witty, and perfect for all subjects, large or small? If you're thinking Twitter, you're in the wrong century. The answer is an epigram, a short poem made popular by the Greeks and Romans, whose success depends on a surprise ending that makes the reader look at a topic in a new light. Because epigrams can be about anything, as long as they have a good punchline, Eighteenth-century publishers found these poems ideal for collecting into entertaining miscellanies bound to have something for everyone. I'll be looking at a volume published in 1727 by J. Walto, appropriately titled A Collection of Epigrams. While I can't always promise amazing poetry, what I can promise is an excellent snapshot of what was on people's minds. So what were the writers of epigrams thinking about in the eighteenth century? Other writers, for one thing. Between 1715 and 1720, Alexander Pope published a revolutionary rhyming translation of Homer's Iliad, which produced numerous poetic responses, including this one.
1: So much, dear Pope, thy English Iliad charms, where pity melts us, or where passion warms, that after ages shall with wonder seek, who t'was translated Homer into Greek,
0: not everyone was so complimentary to the writers of the day. The physician Sir Richard Blackmore, famous for a second career as a poet aiming to rescue verse from the immorality of his time, is advised by numerous epigrammists not to quit his day job.
1: We bid thee not give o'er the killing trade, whilst fees come in, tis fruitless to dissuade, Religion is a trick you've practiced long To bring in pence and gull the gaping throng. But all thy patience now perceive thy aim, They find thy morals and thy skill the same. Then if thou wouldst thy ignorance redress, Prithee mine physic more and rhyming less.
0: Scorn was not reserved, however, For famous contributors to the arts. Poems poking fun at the Jacobite pretender James Stuart or foreign alliances, or the Catholic faith, make light of topics that would have provoked real concern in 18th century England. Some subjects of epigrams, like corrupt politicians and nonsensical taxes, seem not to have lost their popularity today among commentators, which is one way in which we might view the witty poets whose epigrams were collected for public enjoyment. Perhaps those writers aren't so far from today's bloggers, tweeters, and popular journalists, especially when we look at one topic that comes up again and again in epigrams. The opposite sex.
1: Women to cards may be compared. We play a round or two. When used, we throw away. Take a fresh pack. or was it worth our grieving who cuts or shuffles with our dirty leaving?
0: Clearly, the mostly male writers of epigrams could be distinctly uncomplimentary towards women, whom they present as annoyingly talkative, hypocritical about sex, and always wearing too much make-up.
1: Leave off thy paint, perfumes and youthful dress, and nature's failing honestly confess. Double we see those faults which art would mend, plain downright ugliness would less offend.
0: That poet is imitating a popular epigram by the classical writer Marshall, but other writers give their imitations a particularly 18th century twist by bringing in the contemporary fashion of wearing false beauty patches.
1: On a very homely lady that patched much, Your homely face, Philopanta, you disguise, With patches numerous as argus eyes. I own that patching's requisite for you for more we pleased, if less your face we view. Yet I advise, if my advice you'd ask, wear but one patch, but be that patch a mask.
0: Readers looking for a more gender-balanced view don't have to look far, however. Men's vices, including foolishness, greed, and drunkenness, are put on display in equally cutting epigrams.
1: Whence comes it that in Clara's face the lily only has a place? Is it that the absent rose has gone to paint her husband's nose?
0: But perhaps it would be going too far to suggest that these epigrams reflect a prevailing animosity between men and women in the 18th century. After all, there are plenty of epigrams celebrating the beauty and virtue of ladies of the time. And sometimes we even come across epigrams like this one, depicting a far more harmonious relationship between the sexes.
1: Says Sir John to my lady as together they sat. My dear, shall we sup first or do you know what? With an innocent smile replied the good lady. Sir John, what you please, but supper's not ready.
0: What can we take away from collections like this one? First and foremost, proof that the citizens of eighteenth century England liked to weigh in on their society just as much as we do now. And secondly, that even people who enjoyed an entire Iliad in rhyming couplets could recognize the virtue of keeping it short and sweet.